0: Hello and welcome to the Metal Blade podcast, bringing you bodacious music and fun interviews since 2006. Today we have the absolute one and only Ben from Soylent Green here with us to talk about the new awesome record, The Inevitable Collapse in the Presence of Conviction, which is in stores now. How's it going, Ben?
1: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just in Dallas, Texas, out on tour with Eternal, Skeleton Witch, and Toxic Holocaust.
0: Nice. I actually will uh, ask you more about that tour later. Awesome. Good. All right. Uh, as always, visit metalblade.com and myspace.com/slash-metalblade-records for all news and tour information. So, this new album uh, with the very, very long title, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a kind of a problem with using a lot of words, you know, <laughs> title-wise and lyric-wise. I just, I I guess I got a lot of things I want to say, but then they're all kind of clumped up, so I just use a lot of words to explain it, and Mm -hmm. actually sometimes a lot of words to explain a simple idea, maybe to confuse people in a way, but I'm not really sure, it's more of a, it's more of my issue, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's very thought-provoking, though, because you you see, like, this big, long title, and then you have to sit there and think, okay, the, (laughs) the, uh, oh, okay, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. It's a very odd thing.
0: It's it's very very it, it's very good. I like it. Don't get me wrong. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you guys recorded with uh, Eric Rutan, who at this point is kind of like an unofficial staff member of Metal Blade. He's he's done so much for our bands. And uh, have you known him? Funny because
1: for- he's pretty much like an unofficial staff member of and Green. and <laughs> <I> know,
0: <too>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, he's uh, actually, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's even deeper than that. He's almost like an, an unofficial kind of sort of sound engineer or engineer in general.
0: <laughs> he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. Um, And you've known him for a while, or was this kind of like your first real encounter with each other?
1: No, I, was, I mean, he did he did our last record, Confrontation, mm-hmm. which came out on Relapse, and that was the last we had done with Relapse. And uh, everything just went so well with that that we wanted to go to him again for the the new record, you know? And even before that, it, like back in back in like 2001, when we were toying with Morbid Angel, when Rutan was still toying with them, you know, we, we got acquainted with him, we talked to him, you know, and we kind of created a bond, and a friendship then. So it evolved beyond that, you know? And then we started, we when we went to go do Confrontation, we decided to use him as, you know, producer and use his studio and everything. And then from there, it just grew, and it grew, and our relationship works out really well. We get along with him, he gets along with everybody in the band, we work well together. We're in the studio, it seems like, it's not like we're goofing off or anything, but we get along really well the way we do get work done, but we, we all interact really well, like we're old friends and everything like that, so it's a fun experience as well, even at times when studio is totally stressful and crucial, the fact that we all get along, we all know each other really well, it makes it a smoother aspect.
0: Yay! It's one big happy metal family. <laughs> yeah,
1: in a way, you know, we, we all bust each other's balls, and we can. It's not like if you got in there and you have someone new you don't know that good, and you try to like bring ideas up or be sarcastic with each other about stuff, and somebody might take it the wrong way we all know each other. So when we fucking blunt out sarcastic shit to each other or reprimand somebody, for, <laughs> hey, you know, that's not how we want it. That's not how this should be. It should come out like this. It's not taken in such a crucial manner because we're all, we all know each other.
0: Of course. Awesome. So like once you go Rutan, you don't go back?
1: <laughs> uh, in, a, in a sense, I guess it could kind of be like that. You know, we're very, I mean, we're, he totally, I mean, from Confrontation to the new record, Inevitable Collapse, it's like, a huge jump. It's, it sounds amazing. He did a fucking awesome job, you know? And I don't want to sound like the typical band person that's always like, this next record's gonna be our best record and the sound's gonna be better, you know? But it's, it truly is, you know? It truly sounds better. The way it comes across is better. And just everything about it is just fucking ruthless, you know? It's, just, it's totally fucking ruthless. And, and it's because of the work between us and him and how we created this bond and worked everything out together.
0: Yes, I will attest to the fact that it is awesome, and everyone out there should go pick it up immediately.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, people can even go ahead and listen to it themselves and see the massive difference, you know? And, of course, as a band and also as a producer, you're going back into a situation where both ends want things to improve and not go backwards. Exactly. So by going with him again as well, he's taken that step of, like, I've got to beat out what I did on the last record. So... You have the energy of the band trying to forward as musically, and then you have the producer trying to forward sound-wise over the production of the record.
0: Awesome. All right, we will, uh, we will move on to the outside of the disc and the artwork, which is, which is absolutely crazy. It was done by John Van Fleet, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, you know, a renowned comic book artist. There's a lot of... Me and Brian, Brian's up big time. Comic book freak. I am too, but Brian seems to delve into it a little bit more. He knows a little bit more about it and everything. And, you know, we usually try to find artists and things like that. Like, uh, we a record we did back a couple of records ago called Deleted Symphony for the Beaten Down, we had uh, a comic book artist named Belson Kevitz that did the art for it. So, whenever things were possible, we wanted to get a really good comic artist that we were into and the style that they did to kind of represent everything. And in the art basis of Soul and Green, Has always been an aspect since the beginning of the band. We've always wanted to have something different, something that was kind of opposite of what we were doing musically, you know, but still kind of flow with everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just an awesome experience to have people that are into doing things like that. And with John Van Fleet, it's even better because he had never done like an album cover before. He's done all these comic book covers, comic book stuff, and Things for books and things like that, and he had never done an album card. All right, but, so
0: you broke him into the music world. Sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just you know, and it was cooler too this time because we got to sit with him, and then he was like, "Well, what's the title? You know, what's what's like the basis of everything, and let's let's try to work on something from that." So it does still have a kind of connected idea, even though the artwork looks totally nothing like, I'd say, a metal man, but it does fit what Solange Green has always been throughout its. It's period around.
0: Right. So for those who haven't seen it, it's I'm gonna to try to describe it as best I can. It's it's kinda of like a like a big machine robot kind of guy and he's like holding sort of a futuristic girl on some wires and she's got some lights dangling from her head. Yeah, face. but you, you know what like,
1: you, you also have to you also have to kind of say like when you see the C D you don't even see the robot thing. You know, you don't right, see right, any right. Of that. It's like when you see it in a store in the package you see the main girl, she's like, she seems like she's suspended in flight in this, like, biomechanical space-age gear or whatever, but she's got this cable attached to the back of her. And as you fold the cover out, the cable runs through the sky, and it turns into a more redder sky to this demon-created gear monster that's pulling in the cable, you know? And, and, it's, and so it's the whole idea of the inevitable collapse and the presence of conviction, the idea of no hope. No matter how much you strive... And try to get to a point, everything just seems to go down, or you get pulled back to the where where you started. You know, it's 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 the idea of it's not always a happy ending, and it's not yeah. that I'm a completely negative individual. It's just you know, as a band and as an individual, I've been through a lot of things in life, and sometimes you don't get to the happy ending. Sometimes you got to start over again, and you have to try to build from that point. And that's what the idea is. I mean, it's it's a thing that I'm saying that's no hope, but. It's, it's like, don't give up, even though things don't fall into place like they, like everyone thinks it should.
0: Amen. <laughs> the artwork is, is, is awesome. I love it. And we're actually, uh, Metal Blade will be putting it out on vinyl, I believe, uh, at some point in the new future. Hell nature. yes! <laughs> vinyl! Come back! Let's do this! <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've always, every one of our records we've put out on
1: vinyl, and it's, it's pretty much sold out. You know, it's always been a, ever since we did So My Secrets, uh, Hydrahead Records, that put that out on vinyl and it sold really rapidly and then after that each record was put out on vinyl and even with the art on this record it's going to be like a trifold layout and everything and it's even going to come with a copy of the CD for the people that don't they pull the record out and play it and they can just take the CD and use that yeah so it's, it's fucking awesome it's totally awesome I'm really stoked to see that artwork on a huge scale
0: yeah you and me at, both
1: <laughs> you know on 12 by 12 panels Three ways across, you
0: know, 12 by 36. All righty. We're going to take a break. And while you listeners out there, check out a new track from uh, the album Antioxidant. And uh, we'll be right back. 8 hey. All right, again, that was the track Antioxidant, and uh, you guys just shot a video for this song, correct?
2: Uh, Yes, ma'am. Yes, we did. We
1: did a video with... Amazing director, David Brodsky.
0: I love the Brodsky. He's a great dude, great to work with, great videos. Love him. Oh,
1: amazing, amazing, amazing. Totally overlooked, man. All these <laughs> big-weight people you always hear about with all these bands doing videos, don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. And, and not only that, his love to do all these fucking obscure underground metal bands is fucking phenomenal.
0: Right, and it's not like you can... Watch a video by him and you know it's him. It's everything is so different, you know. It's yeah, yeah, he's very, he's, really awesome. He's
1: much on the edge of trying to make everything different. Try to bring a different angle to everything, you know. Yeah. He's willing to have ideas, but then he likes to spill his idea into it as well, you know. And he's got always got great people that are there that work with him, you know, as far as the shoot goes and everything. And his ideas, he's always trying to find a new place that no one has ever used yet for a video shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, a different angle you can approach with shooting and everything. I mean, we shot the video at this old abandoned high school in Mountain Down, New York that was closed down since, like, 1966. And, like, the floor was rotting and falling through. And, like, the area where we shot was, like, in the hallways and the old, like, broken-down bathroom in the school. And this auditorium area, it was like a gym Slash auditorium and it was a stage with these velvet curtains that were all fucking torn up, hanging and everything. And it's, it just comes out so fucking good. You know? I know I mean, it was. It's so perfect. Short. It's like
0: they, it's like they just left it there so that films or videos or whatever could be shot there later. Like they did that on purpose. Like it's it's like perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. You know, it's funny because you just It's the only things you just hear about from people. It's like when we rolled up there, you know it's like it was still cold up there and there was snow everywhere we had to drag all the equipment and everything through snow to get into the building which one had no heat as well And when you watch the video you can see you know like the breath coming off our fucking mouths from it being like 28 (laughs) degrees in there and you know it was just like we got to do it you know it's we'd shoot we you know we'd play the song six times and shoot and shoot and be like, all right, go go run in the van for like fifteen minutes and warm up,
0: <laughs> thaw out. I, I'd be like,
1: whatever, dude. It's gonna take fifteen minutes for the van to warm up in general. <laughs> so you know, and we do that and, and go back and forth. It was it was cold. You know, it was a brutal thing, but you know, the end result is that much more.
0: Yeah, I mean, like in this video was was the idea to to pay homage to old horror movies? I think that's what I heard somewhere. Wait, what was was the video like? Like, shot to, in part, play homage to, like, old like old horror movies and kind of great so yeah, stuff. It was kind and of like,
1: you know, we, we were, when we approached him, I mean, he had his own basis of, uh, of things he wanted to do, but we, we're big fans of, like, movies as well, like weird shit, like David Lynch, David Cronenberg, you know, things like that, different kind of odd things, you know, scenes from movies like Jacob's Ladder, where things were rapid and weird and shit. So, you know, he, he, he definitely steps in and he makes those approaches come across a lot as well you know in the way it, i mean his cuts and his edits are just they're just so fucking precise and even within the song like i'm sure some people are just watching it like yeah it's a video but as a, being a musician and i guess quote-unquote an artist in a sense too you you know even the way with the flow of the music how he edits things fucking makes it stand out even more as well gotcha
0: anything else about the video you want everybody to know before they see it
1: well, no! Just see it. Shit looks.
0: <laughs> dope.
1: I was. St- I mean, if I saw a band's video, you know, it's like okay. Let me give you an example. Like, I, I love the Soul and Green video, but what makes me even embrace him even more is like, I saw another video that he did for the band the Red Court, and they were like traveling in a van, and like bugs are coming out their mouths and everything. And the work he did with that was fucking amazing. You know, oh, just I love that. You video. can do these different aspects. You know, it's just like wow, holy shit. You know does look at the ideas he chases after to make happen
0: yeah I love the Brodsky I'm going to applaud for him right now
1: (laughs) yeah definitely many applause for the Brodsky the Brodsky squad squad. we need to
0: start a fan club or something (laughs) All right. Well, you guys are out right now with uh, Hate Eternal, Skeleton Witch, and Toxic Holocaust, which is a very odd lineup that makes sense, but uh, I'm very, very into it. Um, So you'll do this one.
2: Actually, it's not
1: really that odd of a lineup. It
0: is, but it isn't. You know, well, to me it is. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I guess it is because a lot of people think if it's Hate Eternal, then it should be a a, quote-unquote death metal package, you know, or something like that. But each one of these bands has a different variation of metal involved. You know, I mean, you got Toxic Holocaust, who's doing the whole you know, the new edge of thrash metal kinda coming back and everything. And you have Skeleton Witch, that's another basis of the of the whole thrash metal kinda rock and roll edge. You know, and then you have Salt Green, who is uh, the obscurity of fucking all the things mixed into a little blender. And then you have the fucking kings of fucking death metal, Hate Eternal, fucking flailing through it.
0: You know, <laughs> Absolutely. so
1: it's you got a lot of it's it's kinda <laughs> odd, but at the same time it kinda flows just right.
0: Gotcha. All right, well, we will let you go. I understand uh, you got to go load in or probably or something. So. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you know, there's always a task to be
0: done of out Of course. Here, you know? uh, again, Soylent uh, Green's new album is in stores, and for all things Soylent, make sure to visit myspace.com slash Green. Thanks, Ben, and uh, we'll see you out on the road soon.
1: Excellent, excellent. Take it easy. Thank you very much.